1: You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game.
0: This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody.
1: Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. And we are at a point in our lifespan now where we're bringing people back. And I couldn't think of a better person... Yeah, I couldn't think of a better person to bring back for double the episodes than Double T's, Todd Tams.
2: See what we did there?
1: Yeah. (laughs) He sets him up. I knock him down, baby. (laughs) What's up, Todd? So listen, man, tell them who you are, where you came from, and we really don't care about your agency today, to be honest with you. I want to talk about all things Mod Advisor as we get into this, but... They got to know that you know what you're doing because one of my beefs right now is I think that there's a massive disconnect between the companies that are providers of technology to independent agents and their understanding of how independent agents are wired because for some reason... There's a myth out there that we're excited that venture capital is coming in and consolidating all of our tools into one silo so that we can only go one place to get all of the things we need, but they're wrong.
3: They are wrong. So, David, Kyle, happy to be back, thrilled to be back here. Thanks for having me back on. Um, I think it was about a year ago uh, we were on here, maybe talking, you know, in the middle of COVID, talking about all things work comp, but... Mm -hmm. um,
1: And Harvey, for that matter. And Harvey seems to have gotten himself under control to a certain degree.
3: Well, you know, I did take him for a walk the other day, and he managed to uh, uh, crap four times. That's four good. times on a mile long walk, and I'm out. Of, you run out of bags at some point. I mean, I didn't bring Ooh, four bags with me because that is not a, a tough thing.
1: position to be in. <laughs> are you going to double up on the bag? Or are you going to just be that neighbor? I mean, yeah. I think there's you have to
3: just near, be that neighbor at dog.
1: that
2: point because there's not. I'm no, not I'm, picking that up barehanded. I'm not. It's not happening.
1: Well, I'm going to just go ahead and tell you right now in my neighborhood on my street that is a ticketable <laughs> offense.
2: Ethan will ticket your ass, and he will do it <laughs> twice. <laughs>
1: He will not only come over and ticket you, but he will then immediately clean up that mess and make sure it's sanitized with the appropriate application of Fabuloso.
3: (laughs) We might need to fly him up here to Iowa. I could probably use some of that help. (laughs) There you go.
1: That's awesome. All right, cool. So talk a little bit about just give everybody, you know, we got in the podcasting world, Todd, we have to establish a little credibility for the subject matter of the episode. So why don't, you, uh, why don't you fill them in a little bit on who you are for all the people who aren't cool enough to know you already?
3: Yeah. So uh, my name is Todd Tams. Um, I'm located in rural Western Iowa, and I currently own a business called Tams Insurance Agency. We are a, we're located in a town of about 8,000, do all things you know, general insurance. Um, in addition to that, Um, we've kind of gone all in on workers' compensation. I guess it's not kind of, we are all in on workers' compensation. Uh, so a couple years ago, we started with a project called Direct Work Comp. Uh, we built out an API and we're live in about 10 states right now where, where businesses can purchase workers' compensation direct from directworkcomp.com, get a quote in three minutes, bind, pay online, ready to roll. And then I think the thing that we're going to talk about today is probably the thing that I'm most excited about, and this was, this was born out of COVID, is uh, Mod Advisor, which is a workers' compensation, uh, not only claims analytic, but also experience mod analytic software to help agents educate their clients on what's going on with their experience mod, close more business, win new accounts, and create solutions that not only help lower the workers' compensation mod for those businesses, but also help that business reduce costs which you guys all know we well yes we do
1: or at least pretend to um <laughs> so i mean you said it was born out of covid man where'd the idea come from why why did you even have the idea to begin with you know there's world-class tools out there and cutting-edge technology that are provided <laughs> by people out there that you're currently competing with you know what's that look like why, why did you decide there needed to be something better
3: Well, the, uh, the, the predominant software out there, I don't think has been updated in at least more than a decade. Uh, the reports that they're using are still the same reports that we used in 2010. And I think certainly business has evolved a lot in the last 10, 12 years. And I think the reports and the analytics ought to, uh, they ought to evolve with that. And so it started with, well, do you even remember, I think, I think you and I were texting late at night one night. Do you remember that?
1: I do, actually, because anytime I text with anybody late at night, I remember it because I'm typically in bed by like 7.30, so it yeah. had to have
2: been memorable. What are you, my wife? <laughs>
3: 7.30? He's not in bed at
1: 7.30. I'm actually in bed 7.30. I didn't say I was asleep. By the way, can I just go ahead and tell you, what's the name of it? Um, The new Kenny Powers, Danny McBride, something Gemstones.
2: Oh, Righteous I'm Gemstones? HBO. You don't have to tell oh. me about it. Hilarious.
1: <laughs> I've been meaning to ask you if you've Dude, seen it, man.
2: I need to get back into it. I've, I've watched like the first four episodes, I think. Hilarious. That
1: guy literally plays the same carrier character in everything he's in, and I can't get enough of it.
2: <laughs> Eastbound and Down was one of my favorite shows of all time.
1: Uh when he was in the Mexican League, fantastic, <laughs> like when he went out and he had the he had the flag on the mound and everything <laughs> I like, think that is absolutely uh, what I dreamed about doing when I was a kid.
2: He is
3: classic
1: anyhow, we don't want to take away from poor Todd.
3: <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about, Who's but Todd? I just wrote down right just so I have to. <laughs> I gotta google that and find yeah, out what it is
2: It's hilarious
1: <laughs> it's the guy it's the guy from um from eastbound and down has a new show. Well, he, you know what? Well, listen, man, that guy that's baby Billy on there was also on that show. Vice Principals. with him. Like they yeah, must be boys. Yes.
2: Yeah, they are. So that's and another I was a little disappointed when that went too. off. I, I love that show, but yeah.
1: I I was disappointed. It went off.
2: I, I, I was too. That was another good one. Th- those are two that not a lot of people know about. They're, they're not mainstream, but they're, I, I just, I think I just really like Danny McBride. Um, but yeah, anyhow, whatever, mod, something about mods. I think we were talking about mods.
3: Yeah, I think I think we were talking about mods. And I just remember going back and forth, complaining about reporting. And uh, I think we were talking about renewals and cost for mod software renewals. And I said, uh, before I pay that kind of price, I'll build one on my own. And uh, it was like, no, wait, I am going to build one on my own. I've got time <laughs> to do it. Let's do it. And uh found a team, and just i mean nose of the grindstone, early morning conversations, and away we go and so I want to say you know, that I was told it was
1: impossible to build your own thing because you just can't get the right developers right when I, I when I've had conversations with people in the space before, and I said, "I'll just go build my own. You can't do that you 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 don't have the developers. I have hundred and fifty developers at my disposal okay i I really only need a couple,
3: yeah. Well, and I you think know. to your point, you probably can't do it if you don't understand workers' compensation.
1: Right, or or the independent agency mindset. There you go. If you're going to have a product, you're going to market, market to people who clearly want to have choices in business.
3: Well, let's talk about this. I mean, I, I assume the same thing. Knowing what you two are doing in the commercial space, when somebody tells you you can't do something or it's not possible, I'm going to prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. Number one, I'm going to show you what can be done and I'm going to show you how I can do it. And I don't... Bl- I, I hate this thing that oh we don't do it we don't do things this way because change is hard or you can't do it. Bull crap. You can do it. Put your mind to it, go through the sludge, get it done.
1: Yep, I agree. Yep. No, and I mean I'm the same way, man. My number one motivator is telling me nope, can't do it. Right. Okay. Well, not only am I gonna do it, but I'm gonna do it with excellence and give you a double middle finger in the process in many cases. Yep. That's a little Danny McBride rubbing off on me there.
3: Love it. I'm Love more it. of a yeah. billions guy right now. Are you watching that show? Billions? No, I don't think I've even heard of of that. There's about four seasons. Yeah. You'll, uh, I want to say it's on Prime, Amazon Prime, maybe. It's called Billions. It's called Billions. Okay. Check that out. It's about money. It's about (laughs) money. It's about money. What if it was about like ants
2: or something? Like, not. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I almost said something that would have gotten me in a severe amount of trouble. I'm so glad I stopped myself. (laughs)
2: That happens to me every day. I feel like day. we're just
1: hanging out. I feel like we're just hanging out with Todd, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. We never do
3: this. I like it. <laughs> I will like it. So yeah, so, it uh it actually and then you know, recently with uh with the other software out there, Majic getting acquired, I think we're the only other solution on the market right now. Which is big.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So you you decided you were going to launch this. Talk about the process a little bit, man. I mean, it's not like you just clicked your heels together three times and all of a sudden my advisor was here. You literally, it took you about a year to put it together, right? I mean, there were a lot of iterations. I was fortunate enough to be part of some of those conversations, you know, where you were asking for feedback and things I would do differently or what I thought about it and everything. But, you know, I don't think anybody would say that starting and building a product, a software product from scratch is simple you know, they're, you're going to run into issues along the way, but I think if you can take something from uh, idea to concept to market in a year or less, that's pretty easy to me. Like you didn't spend five years developing it,
3: right? <laughs> a lot of early mornings. So, I mean, you know, after we came up with the idea to to start Mod Advisor, uh, we had to find a development team, and we researched and finally found a team. Uh, Once we put out the scope of the project and what it is that we needed and what we thought would be a reasonable timeline, uh, found a team in India that uh, responded to our proposal, said, yes, we think we can get this done for you. The timeline that they proposed was nowhere near the timeline that it actually took. And Hmm. uh, there's a lot of um, in a good way or a bad way. Yeah. But no, I wanted to launch this thing last fall. And it's it's such a it's such a massive undertaking, a bigger undertaking. Than what I originally thought, because what you, what you don't know, you don't know. And now we're talking about building out tables. We're talking about, you know, bootstrap view, all of these things, putting them all together, building out the logic for the formula calculation, then recognizing that not every single state has the exact same calculation in terms of how they do things. Uh, I mean, it took a long time just to get us to the point where we could, you know, basically even promulgate a promulgate a mod. And then our next struggle was we wanted the ability to upload an experience mod worksheet and scrape the data from that and use that data to produce the experience mod. And our first couple attempts on that failed because it could not do it in a timely fashion. And so we, we struggled through that to figure out how to scrape all the data off and do that in about 10 seconds or less, um, get it all imported. And after we got it all imported. Then it's changing the way it looks, making sure it's user friendly, making sure that it's not complex, that people won't use it. Uh, making it so simple that you can get an experience mod and run a report in under two minutes, which is what you can do right now. I mean, literally you can drag in a report, creates an account, runs the experience mod, select the reports that you want and download it. I mean, nice. so for you know me what that I was I wish good. they
1: had? I wish, I wish Accord, Just to be my middle finger back to the carriers. I wish a cord would require carriers to use a standardized loss run format. Like, why can't we do that as agents? Why can't we just say, hey, Mr. Carrier, you want accords from me? Give me some accords from you. I want standardized loss runs. And here's why I say that. If we had that ability with the OCR technology out there for you to be able to scan things in, not only would you be able to scan a mod worksheet in to do a quick mod, but you would also be able to scan the loss runs in and do a formal mod audit to determine if there's discrepancies between what the total incurred is on the loss runs and what's on the uh, mod report. And now you've done a full-blown... You know, aside from the fact I would really like to see audited payrolls included, you've done a, a pretty solid mod analysis at that point.
3: Agreed. You know, one of my biggest frustrations from building out Mod Advisor is if you look at an insurance carrier website and not only the silly things that they ask you or the way that they ask you, and you say, why does it have to be this way? There's a better way out there. And they tell you, no, there's not. I know they're lying. I know there's a better way to get data. You don't need to ask all the things that you that you suddenly are asking up front and you could streamline this whole process and it's a choice that they make not to.
1: Right, because they want us to need and rely on them, right? For all of this. And they also want to hold us hostage mm-hmm. with our own data that they, you know, allegedly own, although I would agree argue that we own the data. But whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's a lot of places. I mean, this is, to me, anytime new technology comes out, it's a starting point. It's not it's not the be-all end-all because look at all the things that have happened over the course of all of our lives, albeit Kyle's younger than you and I. Still, there's been a bunch of crap that's happened, you know, in, in his existence. I can't even believe the stuff I've seen. Like, I was born, no cell phone, mm-hmm. no such thing.
3: Right. Oh yeah, we've come a long way from. I mean, even in college, I had a big thirty-six inch tube TV. I mean, it was the biggest one. Oh, I had one the they Sony
1: made. Trinitron, dude. That thing could have taken down the Titanic.
3: Dude, it required like three people to carry it.
1: <laughs> I got pissed off and lifted it up onto the stand myself one day. But
2: yeah, I mean, I had yeah, I had, a, I had a big box TV. We didn't have flat screen TVs till a while. Like I was already out of out of my house before my parents had a flat screen TV.
3: So there's yeah. That. I remember the first ones that came out? They were. I mean, you could buy some Sony, whatever it was. I mean, it was ten or fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, which is right. unreal. Identical size,
1: time. yeah. The the first plasma HD TVs that came out were literally like twenty grand, and they were the size of what is now a vertical monitor on my desk <laughs> that I used to read insurance policies.
2: Yeah, and not I'll big. never
1: forget going into the electronics store, and it was always the same clip from the same football game that was on loop like it took me a few times through the loop to realize that it was a clip and kept looping back i thought i was watching the same game and i'm like hey they were calling that play an awful lot that game and then i realized it was the same it was the same play whatever
2: (laughs) so what are some of the cool features man like you know talk about some of the stuff that that's in there i mean i know you mentioned the reporting was kind of outdated and some of the other competitors and and some of their features. So what, what uh, you know, what kind of cool stuff do you have in there?
3: So Kyle, when we, that's a great question. So when we set out to design the reports for Mod Advisor, I, the, the whole thought process that I had was make something so simple that a fourth grader could understand it. A lot of the times the reports that we're using right now need a workers compensation professional to be able to explain, you know, here's your ELR and here's your D ratio and here's a formula and the calculation. And here's this graph. And we're supposed to be able to show you from the graph what your low mod and your high mod is. And I, I think if you were just to hand any of those normal documents that we've used for the past decade to an individual who's never seen them before, they wouldn't know what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. They would have no clue. And I don't know how analytic we need to be and granular we need to be on on a smaller workers' compensation account. And so our whole thought process was, let's upload that experience mod worksheet, scrape the data from it, and produce a very simple to easy to understand report. So the first report, um, and all these reports, just so you know, are available on download modadvisor.com. Just download the report. Uh, We wanted to talk about what the historical loss ratio was we wanted to talk about how they're performing versus expected and we color coded everything red green or yellow to show whether it's good or bad okay cool i mean so if you have a 1.4 mod you're going to see a big red circle letting you know your mod's not good if you have a 0.59 mod you're going to see a big green circle letting you know your mod's really good and i mean i think that resonates with people who are visual like what i am Mm -hmm. that they can look at this and say Oh red that must not be good. Yeah.
1: Well, it's pretty similar uh, to NPS scores.
2: Yeah. I have am at a fourth grade re- reading level so so far I'm on I'm on track with all this. We're good.
1: <laughs> yeah, bright colors, big, big big pictures, heavy font with bold. I mean, yeah, but, God, this is speaking Kyle's language. Oh yeah.
3: Dude, it simple, simple, simple. I don't think we need to overcomplicate the experience bot and I don't think what I don't think most of your C-suite executive They want to get really granular on why they're having a problem. They want a summary report and they're probably going to say, okay, we need to work on fixing this. They're going to assign some management person or risk survey or risk manager within the organization to really dig into what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that risk manager is probably going to be the purchaser of insurance like the C-suite is right. Um, but so if you want to get granular with that account that wants to see all the nuts and bolts of everything, you have that ability. If you want to top level it, you also have that ability too.
2: Nice.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point, man. I mean, you don't necessarily, I mean, look, let's just call it what it is. It's a tool to sell insurance, okay? In 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 the rawest form, that's what it is. We just choose to do that a little bit differently by focusing on total cost of risk and doing value adds, but we still get paid by the placement of a product. We're just not going to hang our hats on that. And how you use that to ultimately sell insurance is however it's dictated to you by the client or the prospect. You're 100% right, man. Some people want high end, some people want granular. I'm a chameleon. I can be both, you know, and with Mod Advisor in my pocket, it makes it a whole lot easier to do that. But I do think it's important, you know, that people understand that if you're just scanning a mod in, you're auditing the worksheet and you're breaking it down and you're giving some allocation and things to how things happened, but you're not you're you're still not technically auditing the mod, right? Because you're not picking up mistakes. You're literally taking. You're assuming that, that data is correct, right? Creating a useful report, which is very useful at the point of sale. It's not a knock on the scanning technology at all because that saves everybody a ton of time. But I would recommend if you know if you're looking to do it 100 percent the way that I. I think it should be done. You need to go back and you need to look at your losses once you key it in. Make sure everything matches up. Not hard. You can go in and if they're not, you can edit it, right, Todd? I mean...
3: You can edit anything in mod Advisor. You can... You have the ability instantly to turn individual claims on and off. Um, but you're, uh-huh. you're right. To your point, if you're going to audit an experience mod and you're going to look and you're going to look and say, okay, we've got a number nine claim here that was $3,800. You and I are probably, because we're agents and we're professionals and we understand workers' compensation, you're going to say, why did you have a $3,800 claim with a with an injury code of nine? And the you're probably going to dig in yeah, and find old... out, oh, wow, they had four days off of work and the insurance company paid one day of lost time and now it's a number nine claim. And then you're going to say, did your agent ever talk to you about not doing that and maybe uh, making these med only or making sure that business uh, pays for that injured worker's day off themselves. And then you can literally show them the financial impact of that one claim on what that has on a mod. Yep.
2: Yeah. I love the toggle on off feature. Thank you. We actually actually use that
3: on a client or on an account here not too long ago. And literally this exact same thing happened. And they're paying $65,000 in workers' compensation premium. They had the exact claim scenario that we talked about. Uh, except it was $500 worth of lost time payroll that the insurance company paid out. And we were able to view that because that's what the insurance company on their loss ratio actually separated that out for us. And I'm looking at this, you know, as we all do with the question, like, why would you let this happen? Mm. And nobody at the organization even knew or understood. They didn't even understood how that would work. And they thought that the insurance company was acting in their best interest when they said, we'll just go ahead and pay the injured worker for you. Mm -hmm. So we do the analysis. We toggle that one claim from a symbol nine to back to a symbol six. And it's five points on the mod. That one claim. Five points on a mod over three years results in $9,000 that the insurance company is going to get because they paid out $500 to the injured workers benefits. Dude, and I'll, I think will buy nine thousand
1: dollars for five hundred all day, every day, and twice <laughs> on Sunday. I mean, hey, people, if you want to sell me nine thousand dollars for five hundred, let me just give you my contact information now. Just tell me how many, how many five uh, hundreds. What's I, the math ready for you? Yeah, what's the limit on that? <laughs> people don't think like that, though, Todd. I mean, that's right. that's the part of the problem is number one. Your clients not going to understand it because agents yeah. don't understand it, and agents are the ones yeah. that are responsible for going in and educating them. So that's crazy. Like that's that's one of my favorite things to do is say, "Do you realize that if you'd have paid three hundred and fifty dollars today, you would have saved yourself seventy two thousand dollars over the next three years?" I mean, it's never that extreme, but I've seen it mm-hmm. before where it's been like six or seven thousand. And because you did, it seems like it's almost always like triple, triple or quadruple. I've seen 7,000 that's going to cost 21 or 22,000. Yeah. Like why? Yeah.
3: I think to your point, triple is right. And as we've done demos and we've talked to people throughout the country. Or not. I'm
1: sorry, time out. My math was bad. 350. Like so the one I always use is 750. It wasn't 7,000. It was the one that was 500 and another one that was 150. Those two claims had that limited amount of indemnity on it, but because they didn't pay 650 or $700 now, it ended up being 22,000 over the next 3 years. I just want to make sure I got everybody before they start, you know, sending me messages telling me how horrible my math is and that's not a great example. Okay, whatever.
2: Okay, my math level way lower than my reading level. So, okay, I'm in trouble. Well.
1: Now you're safe, man. I'll, I'll I'll handle the math for you. It's not a problem.
3: Perfect. We we also do the math for you in Mod Advisor. You just t- toggle it on and off, Kyle. Make it real <laughs> easy. Toggle,
2: toggle King.
3: <laughs> Big Toggle Guy.
1: I am gonna. I just realized that I'm going to create a T-shirt that has you looking like Joe Exotic, except you're gonna be Toggle King instead of Tiger King. Love so it. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'll have that done by the time I get back from Key West.
2: <laughs> Perfect
1: dude i created the logo for the commercial boot camp in november in under 24 hours and it is ridiculous i absolutely love the way that thing looks with the zombie drill instructor with the blue and gold reflection on the radiators and the fire exploding from the dude again Danny was mcbride's intense. influence in my life is Just showing blowing in shit all... up yeah it's showing in all Ooh. kinds of different areas i will say though in the righteous gemstones i have a little bit of a problem with the amount of the male anatomy that's shown, um, yeah. In and out of the various episodes, I find that to be unnecessary.
2: <laughs> I got so, nothing. Todd,
1: <laughs> talk about tricks, man. You're, you're looking at a mod, right? What are some, what are some tips and tricks you give these youngsters out there that are new to the mod, mod audit game? Like they, they pop something into mod advisor. What, what are they looking for? What are they looking at when they get it in there?
3: Well, I think, uh, you know, kind of what we just talked about before. I mean, just, Uploading the mod to mod advisor to get an experience. mod calculation is only one, one part of what an agent needs to do. I mean, you also need to evaluate the loss run. So and you need to look and find out where the trends are. If there's those nine or five claims right now that are low, that you could educate that client on that. Maybe, Hey, we should just pay for that injured workers day off rather than let the insurance company do it. Um, one of the other cool things that we did, uh, This was interesting. I talked to an agent the other day and his competitor down the street puts a $2,500 workers compensation deductible on every single work comp policy that he sells every single one. And I initially asked him, why would they do that? And he says, I don't know. That's what this guy does every single time. And one of the reports that we have that produces instantly is a deductible analysis report where you can go back and you can show your prospect or client, does it make sense for you to have a workers' compensation deductible? And from a mod impact, many times it does not, especially on some of the smaller accounts, as you guys well know. Um, this would be a tool that they could use to maybe win business from their co- opponent down the street. Who's, I don't know if that's really helping the client when you roll on a $2,500 deductible on a yeah. small account and there's not enough premium savings, there are credits to offset that.
2: Yeah, I think it goes interesting.
3: And I know we're in the weeds there a little bit, but I think back to your point, that's why we have technology built by agents for agents because we get it.
2: True.
1: I I agree with that. When When you're in the software world and you're trying to cater to the independent agency channel, it's much different than being in the independent agency channel, catering to the independent agency channel, and having to enter the software world temporarily as a result. I just think it's a whole different animal. Software, uh, SaaS providers are looking for one thing, dude, reoccurring revenue period. That's it. Like, that's all they care about, right? And they like lots of it and they want more of it. Every year, they want more and they want more. What was it? His, like, those Geico commercials. I want more, and then like the guy'd go back, and he'd be squatting nine thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah,
2: Abraham Lincoln.
1: Yeah, the all, very classic. That was an old commercial. Yeah, look, mm-hmm. man, I I hate them if they're competing with me on account, but their their commercials are outstanding. As our doctor Rick for Progressive, man, the <laughs> ca- classic top rating notch. The, <laughs> I told you is about he, how
2: Nash is obsessed with insurance commercials, right?
1: Yeah, if you printed out directions to get here today, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. <laughs> I love it when the it's guy asks good. him if he's, does that mean I'm hashtagging? And he's like obviously irritated <sighs> like he's going to hemorrhage and just starts rubbing the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> and I think my all-time favorite is when he tells everybody, now we're going to open a PDF. And they all like, who's, who's up? And they all stand back with their hands up like they don't. <laughs> because everybody's taught their parents how to do that or repeatedly has to teach their parents how to do that. It's crazy.
3: Mm-hmm. My favorite thing is when people print off the document and then scan it back into themselves. So it comes back to them in a PDF <laughs> rather than it was in a PDF to begin with. <laughs> yeah. That's the best.
1: yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this though. I mean, there are things that I think that producer is producers we should be looking at. Um, you know, one of the things that I like about mod advisor and in honestly any of the auditing tools that are out there is it actually forces producers to like look at stuff. Like you have to, you have to pay attention to what's there. You have to start learning what things mean. And I think it forces their hand to become better at their job. But one of the things I'm a huge proponent of is producers just looking to see how much they can get off of loss runs, just, just plain loss runs. There, There's gold mine of opportunity just in loss runs. Talk to me about lag time. Talk to me about the day of the week that's reported. Talk to me about body part and all of these other things and the trends. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, my big one, and I've said it a thousand times, is, you know, ungroup the losses, man. Ungroup the losses that are grouped on the mod worksheet and see what trends are hiding in there. If all you're mm-hmm. doing is looking at a mod worksheet to determine what's going on somewhere, you you could be missing a major opportunity to to look like a hero, right? You have a bunch of... of small losses in the in the group losses that are lacerations to the left hand and probably ought to dive into that and see what you can do to keep somebody from losing their left hand Mm -hmm. but you know i think that um again we live in an we 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 reside in an industry that is inherently lazy in many regards i feel that that way anyhow i i i honestly think that over the course of my career, the only way I've been able to entertain any level of success is because I'm just willing to work harder than everybody else. I mean, I'm not the smartest guy out there competing. Um, I don't have the best sales pitch, but you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who will outwork me. There might be, I'm not going to say people don't work as hard, but there ain't anybody that's going to work harder than I am to get a deal done or to, to prospect or do what I need to do. And I think that... You know, we need to be careful. There's got to be a healthy balance there between technology and work ethic, because there's going to be a lot of people. And, and, truthfully, I don't even know why I'm telling everybody this, because I'd really like them to take the easy way out. It'll make it easier for me to compete with them on the streets. But I don't want to win that way. I want to win. I want to win by giving everybody all the information they need to do to win. And then those aren't the kind me. of people
2: that are listening to this pod.
1: No. no.
3: I think the only way to get so better. I think we're safe. And the best way to get better is when you compete with somebody who you perceive to be your equal and then you win against them because you really had to sharpen your pencil and bring out all your tools to win against a formidable opponent.
2: Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it was like and when I was I playing basketball. I mean, that's, I mean, that's true for pretty much anything. I mean, you weren't going to get any better by playing, you know, against the, the scrubs at the, the park or, you know, the JV team or whatever. You were going to get better by, you know, playing other varsity kids in different schools and doing camps where the competition was, was top tier. That's the same thing with what we do.
3: You know, it's interesting. When we first started Mod Advisor, I actually recorded a demo and I put the demo on the website. So anybody could watch a demo whenever it is that they want without interacting with me. And I had uh, I had a close friend reach out and say, I think that you should not do that and you should do demos yourself. And I said, okay, that's what I'll start doing. And so right now on Mod Advisor, I'm doing with every demo um, with any agent who books a demo through our website right now. And I'm getting demos with uh, large companies that are well-versed in experience mods and people that think it's cool and they just want to get into workers' compensation right now. And I think there's value to that because you can't call up any large company right now and get the guy that designed their software product and talk to them about how their software works. And wouldn't it be cool if they did this? Mm -hmm. And the amount of feedback that we have, um, David, you just mentioned lag time. Uh, you'll see us probably later on this year come out with a very detailed claim analytics toolkit that tracks lag time days reported. Was it reported in nurse triage? Um, so, I mean, I talked with a, with a company that works with a large PEO uh, that, that had 400 claims in the last year. And they really want to be able to get granular with that and help that PEO uh, solve some of those issues and the timely reporting and things like that. I wouldn't have learned that if I hadn't done the demo. So I think
1: companies and PEOs keep your eyes peeled. I told my dad he needed to have his agency reach out to you to use your product.
3: Your dad? Yeah. Cool. We'll keep an eye out for him.
1: Yeah, they would. that would Thank be a heavy that. user because they've got so many, uh, they do a ton. At least I think they do. I was never allowed to have the pa- username and password to ModMaster when I worked there. So it wasn't until I actually opened my own agency <laughs> and started teaching people across the country how to audit experience mods that I was able to have a username and password to a product. It's funny how those things work out. But yeah, I did, um, I did refer them over to you. So if you see that, it's not like spam because he's David Carruthers as well.
3: <laughs> I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it. It's interesting. We've also had some other people reach out who are trying to sell ancillary products outside of the workers' compensation realm. Why um, not, man? Just, I
1: mean, if I'm selling Aflac, I want to know the mod. I want to know the loss ratio on workers' comp. Let me or learn. if you're
3: selling health and wellness software.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Wearables. a lot of
3: times these, care, these companies, you know, if there's a health and wellness vendor that comes in that wants to provide some type of service, that business is saying, well, how do we pay for this? What's our ROI? Well, if they've got a high mod and that wellness company can get a hold of that experience mod worksheet because maybe the agent is not actively involved in there, they can show the pay for just by bringing in some of their tools. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I think
1: one of the things that's good that you guys have done though, I mean, from an ease of use standpoint inside Mod Advisor, I do like the fact that you've got just really simple, easy sell sheets, great resources. It doesn't matter if you've been a producer for 10 years or 10 days, you can go in and you should be able to do a mod audit, have the resources necessary to close the deal at the point of sale. And I look forward to seeing how you build out that part of what you're doing because I think it's a big deal.
3: We're building out that. And then currently right now, we're also adding uh, what we call resources. So uh, just in the last week, we're building out a slip and fall workbook. So, you know, if you've got that business out there that has some slips and falls, and it's trending on their experience mod and you want to, you're an agent of mod advisor and you want to be able to provide that prospect or client something we've already got that nine page workbook for you. Um, we're just uh, I just got a sample accident investigation kit today. So all of those resources, which will be branded to your agency, you've upload your logo, your logo is going to be on there. Um, you're going to see all sorts of resources in there like that too.
1: I mean, where do you draw the line, man? Like, when do you when do you say, you know what, enough's enough. I'm not going to try and be all things to all people. This is, this is what I want it to be.
3: I don't know where that comes in at. Uh, right now, I know that we're all in on work comp. And I think if we can, I think we need to change the dynamic of work comp a little bit anyway. And not make it a four-letter word, but actually make it a positive experience. And if we can actually help agents, help businesses help businesses, help their employees reduce claims and provide a better experience in that process, I think it's a win for the entire industry.
1: No, I agree. I agree. One of the things that I know that you're trying to do is you're trying to maintain a reasonable cost for everybody so that it's something a lot of people can use, right? Like right now, I think that consolidation is the enemy to fair and balanced pricing and accountability i don't think that there's a good um set of checks and balances out there when you've only got an 800 pound gorilla that's controlling everything and so you know one of the things you said is you want to be cost conscious you know at the same time i would tell you you need to make sure you're charging enough for your product that you're still here in another couple of years too but talk a little bit about your pricing strategy and what that looks like. Cause I know that's the number one question. You know, as much as I try my best to get people to look at technology as an investment instead of an expense, the first thing they're going to ask is, how much does it cost? This is my public service announcement for telling you people the answer should be, or the question should be, how much is this going to make me? End of story. Right. So talk a little bit about that though, because I do think your pricing is, um, attractive to a lot of people who maybe have not wanted to stick their toe in the water in the past. And you make it easier for them to do that.
3: Well, thank you. So I think the first thing we need to recognize is what we are. We're a work comp mod analysis tool. Uh, we're not an agency management system. Uh, we're not a CRM. We're, 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 we're something that analyzes workers' compensation mods, uh, and for that, I think the price point should be fairly low. So today you can purchase Mod Advisor for a one-time annual payment of $14.99 annually, or if you prefer to pay monthly, uh, it's going to cost a little bit more, but it's 149 a month. Um, right now we're building out additional resources. We're going to build out a claim analytics tab. And I think at some point you're going to see that price point go up. Uh, you're also going to see that price point go up. Uh, When we have to bring on full-time people, full-time sales support, full-time service staff. But I don't don't ever envision this being this big, robust, high-dollar work comp analytics software. And maybe if there was only one in the marketplace, they could price gouge and do things like that. But it's not that hard.
1: No, and I think what's happening is is people talk about consolidation not understanding how independent agents are wired. You know, my comment to several people I've spoken with about this over the course of the last month or so is you're not breeding better tools for agents, what you're doing is you're breeding entrepreneurialism and creativity for those of us that are forward thinking enough to just go out and build our own. I don't I don't need somebody to provide what what I what I use. I can just build my own and guess what? It'll be better because it's exactly what I need. You know, not, hey, let me go buy your cookie cutter product and then fit it into my agency. Not going to happen. And so I think that there's a lot of agents out there that have really good ideas. And it's pretty cool to see some of the problems that these guys are trying to solve that, you know, we've just put up with. Nobody else has an answer for it. Or, you know, people are pricing themselves out of the marketplace to where there's market share there for the taking if it's done right. And so I'm excited to see about what happens. I'm excited from an investing side of things, right? Like I, wanna, I want people who come to me and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And if I believe in them, I can chunk a little coin into it and get some of my buddies to chunk a little coin in with me. And the next thing you know, we bootstrap the next great product for, for uh, the insurance industry. But guess what? We're not going to sell. We didn't, we didn't do it with an exit intent. We did it because we want to change the way the games played and keep everything fair and balanced for agents in particular. So, you know, I I commend you for doing that, man. I mean, it's never going to be done as quick as you want it to. But again, I would reiterate that if you can take something from a late night text idea to uh, it's already out on the streets, people are using it and winning deals with it. There's a lot to be said for that.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much. And I I just want to dovetail back into your point there. Uh, without competition, there's price gouging. Uh, I've talked to so many. It's interesting. I go out and I hear what agents are paying for software today. Uh, some of them are paying a hundred bucks a month. Some of them are paying $8,000 a year for an office of three. And I, I don't think that there's, I think maybe the mindset before was let's just see what we can get out of them rather than fair and fair and balanced pricing. And if there are agencies out there that can't support an $8,000 price tag for work comp analytics software, then they're not going to do it. And that doesn't help the industry as a whole. It doesn't help agents. And it certainly doesn't help businesses.
1: Yeah, I think also with the injection of VC money into the tech channel, it also brings with it a level of arrogance and condescension that, quite frankly, I can't stomach. It, it, it makes me sick. Um, you know, when people are condescending in their conversations, like, well, you can't do that because I have access to this number of developers. So there's no way you would ever be able to do it. All right. Watch me Sparky. I mean, you know, that, that's fine. You're right. I can't do it when, you know, whatever, just keep underestimating me and watch what happens it's not that I'm going to invent every software product known to man, but I tell you what I would like to do that I think would be really cool. So everybody out there listening that thinks this would be a good idea that would like to participate or at least help construct it, I think it would be a ridiculously cool idea to create a, a crowdfunding platform for independent agents to invest in insurtech and the agents all pool smaller mo- amounts of money but have an ownership stake in those actual products or however you frame it, I don't know. But let's just keep the money inside the channel and call it a day. That's the only way we're going to take on the 800-pound gorilla. It's going to be like we need everybody else to get on board, period. Period. And to think that way. And the first way you could do it is stop using the products, right? I mean, quit, quit going out and supporting greedy behavior. You know, it, again, it could, it, it's such a strange phenomenon to me that agencies will see a shiny object, they will buy a shiny object, they will put said shiny object on automatic monthly payments. And three years later, they've never used it, but they've paid tens of thousands of dollars into it. Like, so the first thing I'm going to tell you guys is go look at your checking account. And if you've got stuff on there that you're being billed for every month that you're not using, quit. Like, just stop. If your contract's up, kill it. it. it 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 can't be too inconvenient to send a single email saying stop my subscription, you know, to to any number of things. I'm guilty of this, man. I got to do this like once every quarter or once every six months because I have things in there that I've gotten over time, and I'm like, what the heck is this? Well, you know, what do I need that for? Why do I need this thing that makes me look 40 years older when I take a picture on my cell phone? And why did I sign up for an annual subscription and just paid 40 bucks to have it again when I haven't even used it in in a year? Like literally 364 days ago, this was a great idea. And then I quit using it immediately. I think we do the same thing in our agencies with technology. I also think it would be pretty cool that if you have the ability to integrate the results of a mod report with a CRM and a drip marketing campaign that'll track, um, that, that, that'll send marketing pieces out based on the condition of someone's mod, what's contributing to it, and it automatically has artificial intelligence that recognizes that and enrolls them into one of several pre-built campaigns that you can use from a marketing perspective. And then in, in your world, I would just drive them over to mod, uh, direct work Comp and have them start a quote for themselves there. Um, but in our world, I would just want them to come to daddy, like reach out, call me, let me help you out. Got a little, little comp I can help you with.
3: Yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, just to be clear, I think for the customers that are using Mod Advisor, we would never direct them to direct work comp. I mean, that's oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm just
1: talking about in, in, if you could have it integrate with a CRM for every, I'm saying in your world you would do that. But in my world, if integrated with my CRM, it would go into a prebuilt campaign marketing around specific issues with the mod and go out there. No people, come on, Todd Tams, look at this guy. He's like freaking Clark Kent over here. <laughs>
3: I mean, well, to your point, uh, there will be a period very soon where direct comp probably becomes a GA model and agents can broker business through there.
1: Well, I've told um, you that since day one.
3: Yeah. Well, we're the, the issue is building out the tech stack to make sure that works in the right way for them. Um, And we're getting very close. Once again, we've got our team. You know, it's competing resources with a certain amount of team of people to get all this going as quickly as possible. But yeah, I mean, if we can help agents write workers' compensation, write it quicker, faster, and easier, we're all about that too.
1: Well, I mean, you're basically taking the pro-writers model to workers' comp. Like you're, you're bait, you're taking what they're doing with cyber and professional, you're putting it in work comp. And I mean, that's, that's the model I would follow. If it was me, I'd, I'd want to give somebody four or five quotes from different carriers, have a single page that says which one's better and why and call it a day.
3: And if you're an agent out there that maybe you're new to work comp or it's your first, you know, uh, you're trying to figure it out, this may be a great resource to help you get, you know, build your business and get your foot in the door where you may not normally be able to get access to carriers.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Like if you make it that easy, why go anywhere else?
3: Dude, all I want is easy. You know, you and I have been around the insurance business long enough to know how hard it is to get a submission into a carrier, what they ask for during the underwriting process, uh, all the things that they come back with the knows the yeses, Insurance shouldn't be this hard for the majority of businesses out there. It should be pretty straightforward. Uh, we should be able to get a quote quickly, not in three weeks, but literally in the same day. And why we still struggle with that as an industry, I do not know. But I'm excited when I hear about all of the indie tech and the solutions that are coming down the pipeline that are meant to solve that issue for agents all across the country.
1: Yep. Well, listen, man. Where do they go to get a demo? People want to hear about the mod advisor. They want to they want to see it. They want to. They, dude, they want to toggle.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they want r to modadvisor.com com. We'd love to do a demo. Um a lot spell of the information is on there, we're on LinkedIn, vowel, we're on
2: Facebook. What's that?
1: Is it spell that out Dude, he's, he's he's on
2: the Lefevre spelling uh yeah,
1: M O D
3: A D V I S O R Okay, you didn't say that the
1: first time. You said SR. That's why that what caught me off guard. David Lafever oh, yeah. is sales power, but it's PWR, and oh. so I don't always immediately recognize something. But yeah, okay. Even if you didn't, I thought you did. I want to make sure it gets all the letters right. are there. Modadvisor.com. Yeah, so I mean, we're
3: we're upfront with pricing. We're upfront with the 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 sample reports. Uh, I know how I want to buy things and I know what I, I want to do before I get a demo and I want to have interest in something before I actually book that with a person. So we, we try to be pretty upfront with that. So if there's interest, book a demo, and we'll walk you through it.
1: And listen, if you're cool. afraid that, yeah, if you're afraid that he's going to like overly market to you or whatever, and you don't want to go to his site, just go to killingcommercial.com commercial.com forward slash mod advisor. I'm going to have a portal there. I'm going to share my thoughts. You're going to hear, you can get this podcast from there. And, you can you can get a look behind the curtain. I don't really ever publish our private calls, but in this case, Todd came on, did a demo for our private community. I'm going to publish that on Killing Commercials so that you can see under the hood and you can hear some of the things we talked about from a sales strategy standpoint that will make it absolutely necessary for you to have this product in your agency. And I would encourage you to check that out as well. Uh, so that again, that's killingcommercial.com forward slash Mod Advisor. Advisor is spelled A D V I S O R. Come get some. And
3: you Boom. know what? My promise to you, next year, at this time next year, we're going to have so many more resources on Mod Advisor. I suppose you're going to have to come back. that demo will be outdated. We'll have to do another one. Here we go. I
1: suppose you're going to have to come back and talk about them.
3: Oh, man. Three guys geeking out on work comp. What's better than that?
1: Kyle, could you make sure that Nash and Elise are available for that podcast? I loved having them on this one in the background.
2: You know, it's just, it never ends, dude.
1: I see your days of operating out of the house coming to an end quickly.
2: Like well, it, I need, I, I, no, we need a new house and I need an actual office. Not yeah, you, sitting in the loft.
1: Well, you do as, have one across the street. <laughs>
2: Well, <laughs> as as we found out on one of the first episodes we oh, ever recorded, that was not very acoustically. I'm going to uh, buy you
1: a short SM7B just like Joe Rogan has, just like Todd Tams has, just like I use. Problem cool. solved. Fantastic. Durant's lonely over there, man.
2: Don't you care. Cow, your voice will be like butter.
1: Yeah, it is.
2: Is Is it? Is it not already? I mean... <laughs> I, Actually, it sounds pretty good right now. And I,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's surprisingly good with the the Blue Yeti. It really is.
2: Well, you know, I do my best. You get Kyle one of these... I may not be sure able to read, read good seven, or do that going but...
3: our women.
1: <laughs> yeah, he will he, be, like be like Barry White.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Late night right, radio voice. Well, listen,
1: yeah, I'm going to let you run. I got a 230 I got to jump on. I appreciate you coming on, Mod Advisor people. Go to ModAdvisor.com or KillingCommercial.com forward slash ModAdvisor. We don't care where you go. Just go to one of them. Look for the demo. See what it's all about. And then buy the product. Look, I, I have zero financial benefit from you buying from Todd Tams. None whatsoever. I just am supporting my friend and think he's got a product out there that could change the way the game's played and regulate pricing. So the more people who do that, the more regulated pricing becomes. Go check it out. Let me know what you think. If you have questions, if you want me to make a personal introduction to Double T himself, I can make that happen. Todd, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. And we'll uh, we'll catch you soon.
3: Thank you so much, David. Thanks so much, Kyle. Appreciate your time today.
0: Sure thing. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you wanna take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com.